I told the cameraman, I said, you meet me in Harlem. I said, we ain't gonna do this in the studio. I said, we ain't gonna do this in a setting where it's safe. I said, you bring your ass to Harlem, where I feel at home. And he came. Scared, but he came. Because this is me, you know what I mean? I have been in ECW for three years, and I put up with a lot of bull but it don't matter. Because I have established myself as the original gangster. Not the original prankster. I don't rap about it. I don't sing about it. I don't dance about it. This is what I do. I walk in the ring. I whoop your ass. So Jackie, how's Rutgers? Fuck that. I'm dropping out. Come on, bula bula. We're just talking about our former alma mater. They got the coffee house. It's a pure cash operation. And the beauty part is, I mean, who's gonna stop you? Kids, campus security. What do you tell them about that? That's ours. Watch where the fuck you're going. Kiss my ass. Hey! Take that shit outside. Don't disrespect the pizza parlor. Fucking asshole. I know where you live. You hear what I said? You and your avocado toasties you got and, your, and your existential crises and... You goddamn kids and being able to talk on the phone. When I was your age, we had to... We had to whisper what we wanted to say to our friends in the ear of a horse, and then it would go across town. And then they had to use Morse code to decipher what it was saying. So, you know, growing up in New Jersey wasn't that easy. It was like living in a war zone. Every single time we'd leave the house, we would go to the post office and write to our friends. <laughs> Do you know what a Guido is? <laughs> Just roving bands of Guidos. <laughs> it was dawn. I was sitting there writing a letter to my good friend Patricia who lived in Brooklyn when the Guidos attacked. Chapter one, Guidos rising. <laughs> the air shit. smelled of a thick haze of spray tanner and uh, hair gel. A bunch of angry men, shirts buttoned down to the waist, wearing gold chains, trying to outdance each other for women. What the fuck are we talking about? I have no clue. Literally, going on the weirdest fuck. That should literally be the fucking intro. Anyway. Well, that's creepy. It's like, I was thinking about, like, the pioneers on the Oregon Trail and how if you told someone, like, if you went up to your buddy and was like, oh, hey, I'm going to California, your buddy would probably be like, okay, I'll never see you again. Bye. Because... <laughs> They didn't have, there wasn't even a Pony Express at that point. Like, there was no way to get mail to people. You just couldn't talk to them. And that's crazy to me. And in, in such a hyper-connected world that we live in, I can't even fathom, like, having to send a letter, let alone not even having that option. Well, I mean, they're going to have Instagram. <laughs> Yo, all them Mars thoughts going to be up in my space Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I just find it funny because it's like once you're up there, the one thing that came in my mind when I heard about it, I'm like, yeah, they're going to build a Walmart there. 
That will be the first. The Waltons are already planning. It's like, yeah, we got to get one up there ASAP. It's just going to drop down like it's a fucking, like a drop pod. Just slam <laughs> into the earth. And it's going to be this big monolith like from 2001. And then it's, <laughs> the sides are going to drop off and it'll be a Walmart. And then it's somehow like it, it kind of like starts like gentrification on Mars. Like all of a sudden it's like other aliens come to another. Oh, this is great property. Great real estate. You see all these signs pop up out of nowhere. I, it's interesting though, like just going back to regular gentrification, I don't know if Walmart is a harbinger of gentrification or a bulwark against it at this point. Be against it, I, I feel. Yeah, because like, I, speaking as one of them, hipster fucksticks don't want to go to Walmart. I, I haven't set foot in Walmart intentionally in like a, a number of years. I always just end up going with friends who go there. What was like the worst fight you've ever, like, not worse than it got really, really bad, but like, just the dumbest thing some kids fought over? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, the uh, the only fight that I... Oh, actually, this wasn't at school. This was at Office Depot. <laughs> um, so two dudes were yelling at each other over the radio about, like, I don't know, the inventory or something. And one of them called the other an idiot. And then this, like, the dude who got called an idiot who legitimately had, like, no... He, he apparently had some sort of extreme anger issues or something. He comes up, punches the other dude in the face, and the guy falls into a rack full of office supplies. <laughs> they both get fired, but the dude who get got punched didn't care because he was already on two weeks' notice to get a job somewhere else. Oh, so damn. That guy, the only thing that guy accomplished is getting himself fired. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the dumbest thing I've ever seen two kids fight over, and of course, like all dumb fights, they happen at skate parks. And this was over a hoodie that the other kid was wearing, <laughs> was like wearing. And the other kid was like riding his bike because he was like in the BMX. And he rides up to him, dude, that's my hoodie. And then the kid's like, no, it's not, it's not. He literally talked just like it's like, it's not your fucking hoodie. <laughs> was he fucking, was he Beaker from the Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he's just, because that's the thing. That's like some like Illinois, like Chicago area shit where it doesn't matter what you're saying, but that curse word has to be. People have to hear that so they know you're serious. He's like, yeah, you better keep my fucking hoodie. <laughs> and he's like, it's not your fucking hoodie. So he throw, he gets off his bike. They start throwing hands. He starts beating this kid up. He's like, bitch, give me my fucking hoodie. And, the, and that's all they kept screaming was, it's not my hoodie. No, it is. That kind of shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. My you. Let's go back to those crazy kids in Degrassi Junior Senior High, whatever that hell, however the hell old they are. So going directly into this episode, I, I really got to wonder as as we're introduced to Sean. Well, I'm introduced to Sean because you already know who Sean is. Uh, if you want to fill us in on him, well, Sean, he's kind of the stereotypical kid from across the tracks. He kind of keeps to himself. He came in fourth episode of Degrassi, and uh. Emma's taking a liking to him, even though he kind of keeps to himself. I know I've made this joke before, but Sean literally is just Sean from Boy Meets World. Except <laughs> instead of a leather jacket, he has a Canadian tuxedo on. Uh, you know who he reminds me of? With his his jean jacket, which, which makes a prominent... He reminds me of Triple H with his jean jacket. <laughs> well, he does get into as many pointless fights as Triple H <laughs> does, as we'll see shortly. Uh, so... Sean is studying for a test with his brother, Uncle Sex Offender. Cathode ray tube, uh, it's developed 
1897. When was the first televised broadcast? Um, 1956. Close. 36. Yeah. Only two decades off. <laughs> it's funny, as you say that, I have it screen capped while I pause the video on quote-unquote brother sex offender. Like, the look he's giving Sean, like, he's just glaring at him, basically. That, that dude looks creepy. Like, that dude's look, it looks incredibly creepy. He reminds me of every sketchy-ass quasi-racist dude, I, like, who's from the Chicago area. Because it's the goatee which, which gives it away. And two, he has the most cyberpunk 80s trash fucking name. Yeah. What is it? Tracker? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have Spinner and we have Tracker. What is this? Akira? <laughs> also, you know that that guy smells like sour milk and Axe body spray. I kind of like how, you know, Sean's brother is kind of... Not the stereotypical, like, shithead brother, basically, where he's like, oh, you're stupid, I'm better than you, we just make everything worse. He actually, like, he, he really kind of does care about him. Like, you see that throughout the, uh, the parts he's in the episode. Sean. I'm not moving back! Hey! Take it easy. Do some of those tricks they taught you. Okay, you know what? You are not my social worker, okay? Just... Don't worry about mom, okay? You just keep your nose clean, get good grades, and everything will be okay. All right? Yeah, that, that was, I, I did get that from him. Not enough to get past how creepy he looks. There was also a point where, like, the, the cutoff date for that cathode ray tube question seems kind of suspect when later... Mr. Simpson says, oh, the text is only about media after this date in the 20th century. All I'm saying is it's suspicious to me. He's throwing in some trick questions in yeah, there. Yeah, totally. He's tossing some tricks in there. He's a tricksy guy. Kind of leads me back into the whole Montessori Politico school theory that we have going. <laughs> because, you know, to, to understand the media is to control the media, my friend. We, uh, we fo rack focus in on JT, who's looking even more like Fred Durst than usual. Like, yeah. Jesus, just full-on backwards hat, necklace-wearing, t-shirt, fuck. Let me explain. Actually, I'd rather not explain. Frank, you're more onto fashion than I am, so... Dude, he literally looks like he's in some sort of Fred Durst training camp. Like, like the Durst Kateers, if that were a thing. <laughs> the, the, the Durst youth. To the 7-Eleven! He looks like he should be in the background of a snow video. Those, like, really bad, like, Christian rap videos, or, like, Christian, like, teen, teen videos or some shit like that, where, like, they try to, let's get hit with Christ. He's in a fucking car man video. Like, his hat would be backwards, but it have, like, a cross on it. But the undertone that would be, you know, oblivious to most people is that the cross would have flames on it and shit. <laughs> well, that just, that represents the fire that you are tempted and tempered, tempered through by the Lord. <laughs> Ignore it, son. Just, just 
feel what the Lord is putting through you. And by the way, did you ever notice, like, and this was a middle school thing for me, but, like, fake product logos that say something about Jesus? Nah, not really. That was totally a thing when I was growing up, and I don't know why. It was it like could... a, a Mountain Dew logo that would say, like, Sermon on the Mount or something. Just weird shit, and it... <laughs> I, I would always just think to myself, wow, these church groups have no respect for copyright laws. <laughs> anyway, so thankfully, so J- there's so no JT, Toby. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so JT, who looks like he would be in every Kids Who Killed Their Classmate film. <laughs> yeah, he's one trench coat away from looking like a school shooter. Yeah, because Liberty has no chill yet again uh, with the questions about, is this on the test? Because I know about the stuff that's not on the test. I must add... Thankfully, no Toby in this episode whatsoever. Don't even get to see him in the background. But, so, Sean shows up, and he's basically like, I'm stupid, I'm not gonna be good at the test, Emma, help me, I'm too Emma, dumb to think. Emma, we're friends, Emma, Yo, Emma, where, where the fuck's my dinner? <laughs> Emma, make me a fucking chicken pot pie, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, so, for some reason, Sean has, like, Jimmy's making jokes, and they don't even seem all that mean. Hey, Sean, get him into that locker, eh? What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just you'll be moving to grade 8 next year. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. That's annoying. Like... Yeah, like, stupid fucking kid jokes, but Sean literally has no chill. They basically take turns confusing each other. I know you are, but what am I? But the person doesn't even say that. Like, I know you are, but what am I? I don't know. What? <laughs> and then they both walk away. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spinner's over here looking like a 90s Kmart ad. <laughs> it looked like he had the Game Crazy logo on his t-shirt. Also, <laughs> this kid never sounds intelligent. He sounds like no. the stupidest kid on the face of the earth. <laughs> Have you noticed his necklace, though? Yeah. It's the Hardy Boy symbol. It, from what I'm, it looks like it is. <laughs> Dude, he, he's a bootleg Hardy boy. He, he would definitely be a yards hard. Like, he'd just totally, like, have a backyard fan. Dude, I'm going to send this tape in to WWF, and then they're totally going to book me, and I'm going to get to meet Chris Jericho. Did you know that he knows my uncle because they grew up together? Hey, hey guys, we're going we're gonna to recreate the TLC that Jeff and Matt do. I'm going to be Jeff Hardy, but I'm not going to really be Jeff Hardy, but you can tell I'm Jeff Hardy. We're talking way too fast for this kid, by the way. Like, yeah, impression-wise. Really his entire emotive range is, dude, what? <laughs> As this episode established, he's riddling out to fuck. Miss Kwan's back. I didn't know she left because I skipped a jack ton of episodes. I guess her husband had cancer or something. Basically, what had happened was, in a past episode... Oh, yeah, I actually called this uh, subplot. Weak shithead spinner sideplot. <laughs> Miss Kwan was getting on Jimmy and Spinner's cases, so basically, they decided to take a little revenge on her. They did the following. They basically snuck into the school. They used the school PA system to, like, make chewing gum noises while she was giving an English as a second language course. They also uh, ordered a bunch of pizza and ribs to the class, which I guess Miss Kwan would have to pay for them. Then they finished it by egging her car. This is for making me spend every lunch hour in the cafeteria. And this is for making me wear a hairnet in public. Come on, Jimmy, fire away. I don't think so. You don't know what you're missing. This is for making me read Shakespeare in public. And this is for making me nationally feel like dirt. And then they find out that her husband has cancer? Yep, the next day. Wow, great job, guys. We kind of... 
we kind of gave our teachers a lot of problems back in the day. Like, anybody, substitute, you name it. But that's taking it to a whole nother level. Like, that's another level of vicious, like, actual hatred of someone and, like, genuinely trying to ruin their day. Yeah, I never, I never got, like, ribs. I never even ordered fake pizzas. That's how you can tell this was written by someone who grew up in the 80s, oh, by yeah, the way. Oh, totally. That, that's, that shit would not fly today. Uh, apparently, Principal Hairpiece was subbing out for Miss Kwan. <laughs> also, when they focus on Miss Kwan speaking after she takes over for Principal Hairpiece, I legitimately sat there wondering why there was a Canadian flag on the wall for a second, and then I felt real fucking stupid. How do you think I feel when I was rewatching this on the bus back home? to record this episode, I'm like, why the fuck? I really am that damn dumb that I didn't notice a Canadian flag on their fucking chalkboard. Plain as day. <laughs> Maybe that says more about Canada, if anything. Yeah, so some kid uh, gets a disease pass home, essentially, which gives Spinner an idea. You would think the idea would be to fake sick, but no. It's really to get a disease from someone. <laughs> That's his plan to get out of the test. I honestly thought for a second that Spinner was going to be like, Miss Kwan, I have cancer. I can't take this test. He just, like, he just, he just has zero self-awareness. He doesn't realize the shit that he does is inappropriate. Grossly inappropriate, mind you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Emma and Sean are heading up to Sean's house, which honestly looks like it's in the bad part of 1980s Sesame Street. <laughs> It looks like the house that, like, a quirky character from an indie sitcom, indie rom-com would be living. Totally. I'm also, we'll get to it later, but I am extremely confused about the geography of this, of this town. Uh, Sean's brother talking to Emma gave me flashbacks to episode one, like I said. And he's, uh, he's like, oh, Emma, you think you're gonna make it, you think you're gonna make him have self-esteem and be a good person and shit? You think you're gonna be a good influence on him? Well, good job you are. <laughs> You know, non-jokes. I wish he knew how to quit you. <laughs> what do you think? You're going to be a good influence on him or something? Because you are. He uh, hasn't gotten into trouble this year. That's good. So thanks. Trouble? What do you mean? Uh, don't worry about it. It's uh, in the past. It's a different kind of kid now. What, do you think you're going to make him get good grades and shit? Because you're very, doing a very good job at making him a functioning member of society, and I'm proud of you. Okay, thanks. I think he played a, he, I think he played a good role as, like, being his bigger brother, though. Oh, totally. They go in the house, and they immediately start uh, drilling on old-school HTML. The golden age of web development, where men were men and web pages looked like absolute shit. <laughs> and we kept those broads out of the damn developing table. Yeah. Except Emma is a nice young woman going into STEM, apparently. You know, for as self-serious as Sean is, Emma's the one who has no banter whatsoever. Like, and they're ostensibly dating or as close to dating as, like, two 12-year-olds can be. I don't know. Like, I think that's kind of, like, lends to that realistic aspect of it. Like, they're dating, but it's like you're two 12-year-olds. You really don't know much about dating. Yeah, like, that... Back in back when I was that age, there would always be kids who were dating. But I remember I had one teacher when he heard two kids were dating. Is like, what do you actually do when you go out? Like, you're 12. You literally can't do anything. <laughs> I gotta say that teacher sounds. A, they're right, but they sound a little bitter. <laughs> eh, maybe that teacher was pretty cool though. By the way, uh, more notes on just the name Tracker. 
It's the most Canadian trailer trash name I've seen outside of Zap Rousedower. I totally... I don't know why they never tried to do a Degrassi Trailer Park Boys spinoff or, like... <laughs> like, just, like, a guest episode. That would be... Just, like, Sean and his older brother are helping out Ricky. That'd be perfect. And Sean goes through his whole I killed a man once speech. <laughs> yeah. Back in Wasega Beach, I got into a fight with this guy. Messed up his hearing pretty bad. You made him deaf? Yeah. Yeah, in one ear. Permanently? Yeah. I'm not proud of what I did, you know? Sometimes I just get really, really mad and... But I'm working on it, okay? And it was a year ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. No, he didn't kill a man. He just Mark Wahlberg demand, though. Yeah. He just assaulted a Vietnamese guy for no reason other than he was Vietnamese. It's all right. Sean's a sensitive guy. Yeah, he totally is. He only made a guy deaf, but whatever. Sometimes, <laughs> does... sometimes you just get really mad, you black out, and you wake <laughs> up in a hotel room in medicine hat covered in blood and timbits. It just it happens, okay? Sometimes you end up on hate.com. It is what it is. <laughs> Look, I like, like, my two top bookmarks might be E-Fucked and Stormfront, but that doesn't reflect anything on me as a person. So what if, look, Burzum makes great music, all right? <laughs> all I'm saying is that I really like Bumfight DVDs. <laughs> yeah, can we talk? Look, I think that's something that has to, like, there's something really scumbaggy about his character, like... He's the Canadian version of Ryan Gosling's character from The Place Between the Pines, where he's just going around as a carny, knocking up random women in towns and then leaving. And then he walks around punching... He starts punching things just because, like, the girl can't hang out with him all like for, like, three hours. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of locker abuse in this episode. Detention. After school. What? But... Hey, you can't... My disc man!
worry about it. She's been punished. Oh, three weeks without a credit card. Oh, my God. That, that's some heavy shit there. <laughs> Janice. You know, if that was my turn... You know what? Fuck this. You got a lot of fucking balls, you know that? Don't talk to me like that, Tony. Oh, let's cut the air here. You come right into town like some Vishnu come lately trying to play the concerned daughter. Who the fuck are you kidding? You're just here to pick the friggin' bones. Hey, yo, what's up? This is me, Marky Mark, my man HB, and you're chillin' on Team Vit. Now, I mean, my brother has, has a lot of success and stuff, and um, I have an album coming out, and um, I worked hard for it, though, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people will think, oh, his brother's rich and this and that, you know? He's just, you know what I'm saying, everything's been handed to him. You know, a lot of people say that to me now. I worked hard for it, though, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to project any goody two-shoot image or anything like that, you know? I, I grew up in the street, you know what I mean? I know what it's like to be in trouble, you know what I mean? I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to have money. But it, it's, it's easier for me as opposed to, like, the new kids, you know what I mean? Because I'm not basically focused on the girls and the love songs and stuff. And, um... My music, basically, it fits, it fits a lot of the people that I grew up around, you know? Like, kind of like tough neighborhoods and stuff. But it's time for the big 20th Century Media Arts Immersion Blender Test. This is, this is where this episode hit home for me because I loathe taking tests. I hated it. I never really cared. Time tests suck. It, it, you know, I, I, I would never run out of time. That for, oh. for a lot of kids, that was a real thing. Oh, did you catch the the flyer in like the, the background that's like out of focus but it says hate it's no. like that's what's on that's what's on sean's mind 24 7 it's it doesn't actually say hate we're just seeing it through his perspective and every <laughs> word is hate like <laughs> like he's in they live and he has the glasses on what's your favorite band sean hate breed <laughs> now nah, that kid's totally a godsmack fan <laughs> He would be... Or who, who did that song? Back off, I'll take you on! Trapped. That one. Trapped. He'd totally be a trap fan. Fuck. I really like Stained, bro. You ever listen to some Stained? Yeah, I don't know. Slip, Slipknot's kind of posery. I like Mushroom Head better. <laughs> you know, I didn't... I, I liked White Zombie, but I didn't really like Rob Zombie. <laughs> uh, we bust out the internet music, which is just the same gated synth that the main theme song uses. But whatever, internet. And meanwhile, Spinner's over here looking like he's part of the Guy Fieri training program. <laughs> he has the entire outfit. Uh, the only thing he's missing is the frosted tips, which he will get upon graduating the Guy Fieri training program. Then he will decide, much like a Pokemon, will he transform either into Violent J of Insane Clown Posse fame or the lead singer of Smash Mouth. It depends on if you get him next to the Fago stone or the Shrek stone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's so fucking stupid. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, instead of faking sick, Spinner's actively trying to get a disease. He goes over to Terry, who has the flu, and intentionally takes a sip of her disease-ridden coffee. He totally would be like the guy who's like, he'd make out with girls like knowing he has herpes and shit like that and then once they like they'd be like why did you do this why 
And then he'd just do his little dumb, like, I don't know. I mean, we're all going to get it, so, like, who cares? You know, everybody, like, 80% of people have herpes. That's hey, really, like, that's really close to a Harvey Firestein impression, too. It's like, he'd totally be one of those guys who'd, like, share stuff from, like, the Free Thought Project, and he'd be like, see, guys, religion is stupid. This meme says so. <laughs> do, you, do you like going to our atheism? <laughs> I, go, I go there a lot. Hey, is, is Spinner basically like the proto version of Muscle Man? <laughs> I guess he is now. My mom! That's, that's the impression that I'm getting. You know, teacher's passing out the test. Spinner's happy that he got a 51% because that somehow means he didn't fail. I guess grading scales are different in Canada. Or he's just too stupid to understand <laughs> that he's stupid. One of the two. I, think... I just finished marking your tests. And overall, I was pleased. However, some scores were disappointing. 51%? Yes. Now I just got to get out of English, and high school, here I come. I really think it's the latter. I really think he just thinks he's, he's just an O. <laughs> 51%? I'm smarter than 50% of all humans. Hey, look, like, because in the early, ep the early part of the episode, he literally just goes, Hey, Paige, watch this. He's just dribbling a ball around the hallway. Like, what am I watching? <laughs> I literally expect to have a scene where he's just punching his locker repeatedly. Spinner, what are you trying to do? I, I'm trying to open my locker, but it's not working. Spinner, don't forget to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> he would totally be in the, like, MMA, though, once he got popular. Oh, yeah, totally. Dude, boy, come on, bro. Yeah, he just... He loses a bunch of weight, like, senior year, and then he just goes in and becomes, like, a Krav Maga teacher or some shit. Boxer, you know, he'd walk around his town wearing the MMA gloves and the tap-out shirt. <laughs> you think you can take me? Come on! You'd be, like, in the line at, like, Target or the Canadian equivalent of a Walmart. And, Target. Yeah, Target. You bump, it, he, you bump into him or he bumps and he just goes, The fuck?! <laughs> I do have to say on a side note, by the way, the bitch slapping that Walmart got when they tried to move into Canada is still one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. How so? Uh, well, you know that Walmart's vehemently anti-union, and apparently every, like, they had one Walmart successfully, successfully unionized, and then they just pulled the plug on the whole project. By the way, side note, Terry has the most Canadian accent of anyone in this show. I do. Um, you, you're such a good friend, and I just owe you for tonight for looking out for me. Um, do you actually think I have a shot with Spinner? The maple syrup these, these actors omit is just so prominent. Thick and rich, you can just drizzle their accent on pancakes, it'll be delicious. I want to know if you thought this, but did you think that their teacher, Mr. Armstrong, looked a lot like a Lifetime version of The Rock? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I thought he looked like a Jordan Peele character. <laughs> like, if you just, like, put him in, like, not a fat suit, but, like, a larger suit. But Lifetime version of The Rock, that's good, too. The Dwayne The Rock Johnson story. <laughs> I swear to God I've seen that guy in some shitty director video action movie. So, we go back to Mr. Simpson's new media test. Sean gets locked out of the computer because he runs out of time. And Liberty Van Zant, who still has no chill, I might add, leans back. 45 minutes, remember? But I'm not finished. Time's up. You're locked out. And says to him, 
You're out of time. You're locked out. Oh, thanks. I knew that. <laughs> Tough break. It's like, ah, why do you gotta be that person? Yeah, like, seriously. What the fuck? Just let a man... Don't don't kick a man when he's down. Well, oh. Sean has probably kicked a man when he's down, so. Oh, yeah, repeatedly, in the head, until he goes deaf. While screaming blood and soil. <laughs> blood and soil? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, JT, by the way, is apparently named after Captain Kirk, if uh, Mr. Simpson is to be believed. We, uh, we cut the spinner who has gotten himself a pass to Nurse Henderson's office. Yeah, he gets his temperature taken after pulling the scam where he runs around the hallway and then is like, I'm burning up. It obviously doesn't work, and he's just sitting there like... Well, you're a little warm. Of course, you could have been running around. Nurse Henderson, I'm appalled you would even suggest such a thing. Maybe that space-age thermometer is, like, not working right. Oh yeah, maybe your dumb future what? temperature dildo doesn't work. <laughs> and by the way, the scene with the rectal thermometer would definitely have a different tone if it were episode one. All I'm saying. Oh yeah, do you like Spinner's hoodie? Oh yeah, his stupid fucking flame hoodie with the on-fire chrome T-1000 snake on the front. I just like... <laughs> Was there like a shop dedicated to like husky doofus wear in the 90s that i just wasn't aware of if it is like it was like if you've heard yourself via skateboarding setting things on fire or via backyard wrestling fed that got shut down by the police come shop here like i know that there's hot topic but where was douche topic it would be, i think all his clothing is like sold at a kiosk dude he, he seriously like it's the kmart fashion line <laughs> That, that gets brought up, though, like, in the third season. Like, it all, like, ties itself in as to why he dressed the way he does. Beautiful. Is it because, like, he got into some sort of horrific farming accident that destroyed the part of his brain that has fashion sense? <laughs> nah, he's just... also the part of, parts of his brain that function? <laughs> I like the fact that she said, you explaining how dumb he is makes sense in that scene with the nurse, where he's like, I guess you're high-tech thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like the nurse is some sort of wizard, or like Spinner's been a peasant pulled out of like 17th century England. What? Hawk, what is this magic device that thine placeth temperature upon my ears? Be gone! <laughs> Tis wizardry, you, will, you shall burn! We gotta do another Spinner episode soon. Oh, dude, Spinner's the best. He's my favorite character. <laughs> he is comedy gold. Oh yeah, uh, Spinner somehow passes the test. That has to be a work. I'm convinced that Miss Kwan just passed him to get him the fuck out of her hair. <laughs> totally. Also, Spinner, have you taken your Ritalin today? Have you taken your Ritalin today? <laughs> to, you... to ensure control over the populace of free thinkers? Mr. Simpson has a brief combo oh, with Oh fuck, I missed Mr. Simpson flipping the chair backwards. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, I just noticed that. <laughs> Like, he does the full, uh, let's rap about your lifestyle. What's going on? Just being myself. A failure. Sean, you are not a failure. Oh, no? I totally screwed up that test. But how do you know? I haven't even marked it yet. Don't bother. I failed. It's my life. What do you mean, that's your life? It's just the way it is. Well, I guess if you believe that, then that's the way it's going to be. John over here acting like he's Billy Badass running the Burger King Clids Club or something. 
Jimmy is just overcome because Jimmy started it first. Like I don't know why he's trying to act like he's the noble guy and shit when he clearly, you know, antagonized him. I guess that there is some merit to the, hey, don't pick on the weird kid. Like don't pick on the kid with rage issues. Yeah, don't 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 pick on the kid who reads a lot of Hal Turner that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, Jimmy can't pick on Spinner. Spinner won't understand it. <laughs> Like Jimmy pushed me the other day. Are we friends still? <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad in like my heart, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sometimes hey. I feel sad. <laughs> you know, I fart sometimes, and it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh, God. I'll be back in a second, don't worry. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, that, that one just got me. Holy shit. Jimmy kind of like just says, hey, Sean, I don't want to fight. Look, man, we don't have to do this. It's stupid. Man, no wonder Armstrong cut you from the team. You only cut me because you got in my way and faked an injury. Yeah, whatever. You want to fight? Then let's fight. I'll meet you in the alleyway. Jimmy, if you do this, don't expect me to watch. Fine. It's gonna be ugly anyway. And it's like, you fucking dork. You were the main one just starting shit the entire time. And now that Sean is like gearing to go, you want to be Mr. No, man, I'm just joking. Look, fighting's not cool, okay? My girlfriend says that I can't, so I don't want to. Also, I don't know why Spinner's here. <laughs> um, well, you see... When you fail the uh, eighth grade as many times as he has, <laughs> they just kind of stop noticing if you're around. Fuck. So, to the big showdown. The big showdown, which looks like it takes place in the alley that is five feet from the school that is five feet from Sean's house. <laughs> like, That's a good point. It's totally where it looks like it takes place. Like the garage that uh, they keep throwing <laughs> each other against that has that graffiti on it. Totally looks like it could be Sean's garage. Meanwhile, I don't know what the hell move Jimmy's trying to do. Sean opens with a really good Superman punch. <laughs> and then Jimmy just kind of tries to mount him for the entire fight until he gets punched in the face once. And then Emma gets knocked over. I gotta say, this is probably the worst fight I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It's your classic middle school violent hugging fight. By the way... Sean versus Jimmy is the most manufactured conflict since Mayweather versus McGregor. All I'm saying. Are you are you, are you saying it's a work shoot or uh, they were? They're in cahoots. They split the pot. Damn. Uh, also, things just keep getting worse for Emma. First, she falls for a dude who turns out to be a rapist. Then she falls for this fucking West Side Story reject in a Canadian fucking tuxedo. If you threw a leather jacket on him, he'd look very like he'd come off as like very James Deanish. Well, there's a point where he's wearing a leather jacket over his jean jacket. <laughs> like, at the end of the episode. All he needs is a sledgehammer. Totally. And then the coward walks away after picking the fight and throwing his own girlfriend to the ground. Sean did that to Emma? Uh-huh. Total coward. Yeah, and you're so brave for getting in a fight. Ash, come on. Ashley's apparently only fine when Jimmy flexes his muscles on her terms, like when... He's being used as secret police to disrupt elections. <laughs> and not at, at, for, like, not... She's not happy with him fighting 
to prove that he's a man. She needs to be angry about that sweater he's wearing. It's atrocious. He has two bad sweaters that we're going to hit. We're going to hit the second one. So to wrap things up, Spinner gets the flu over the weekend because, of course, he does. Uh, Sean's wearing a coat over his coat. Can, uh, he does fine <laughs> on the fucking test. Like, Mr. Simpson's like, congratulations, you've passed everything. Like, you missed a few questions, but you passed everything else. So he feels real dumb because the entire impetus behind the fight was him feeling sad about how he's stupid. Emma is not having any of his shit anymore. By the way, they brought Manny in so she could have a total of zero lines in this episode. Yeah, I don't think she was needed at all. No, she was just there. They probably they probably shoot more than one episode at a time, and it would make sense that they're hanging out, but... Please stop. Emma, yesterday was wrong, okay? I just got my mark back from Mr. Simpson. I passed after all. I should have listened to you. And I'm sorry. Yeah. So am I. Yeah, that's yeah. the end of the episode. It's just a, a, a freeze frame on Sean's stupid face. Sean, up there with Toby, is uh, my two hated characters so far. So that's it for this episode. Yep, that puts the tin hat on this one. Never